It's Wednesday. I'm Eric Carpenter. This is KCVL, KCRK. Good to have you with us here. Still pretty good weather, but it's probably going to be changing, especially by maybe Thursday night. We're going to talk more about that weather forecast that coming up in just a few minutes. Yeah, the hype continues on electric vehicles. Um, you know, they talk about this level one and level two charging. What they don't tell you is if you want to charge one of these new EVs with a level one charger, it's going to take you two days to charge your car. You've got to come up with better. It's It's got to get better before you can mass, you know, get the masses to do electric vehicles, even using level two. I haven't had a really a full charge on my car uh, for a few months because it just takes too long. So it's worth looking at the electric vehicles. There's more and more. There are vehicles that are using a hybrid method now, the gas engine with a good-sized battery, worth looking at. They won't take two days to charge, but they'll still get you some uh, good efficiency, especially if you do only drive 50 or so miles a day. So... One of the interesting stories uh, while I was gone, I was kind of watching, is Portland, Oregon. You know, Portland was one of the leaders in the anti-police madness of the past few years. Portland is now offering $25,000 as a signing bonus, and they can't get police officers. I don't know what it would take, but it's going to be more than $25,000. They they are, if, if you are uh, already a police officer somewhere and you can kind of laterally transfer position, they're up to $25,000 signing bonus if you'll come work for the Portland Police Department. And they've got a ton of openings. They can't get any takers. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. You know, for some people, the early cold weather is uh, something they look forward to. That's if you are a winter angler. Here's information from the Department of Fish and Wildlife. It is the question of the week. Hi, folks. Bill Baker here with your Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife office in Colville. We get a lot of questions from the public. One that we received recently is, you just had the winter opener for Hatch and Williams Lake. How's the fishing this winter? Hatch and Williams Lakes opened to fishing a couple of weeks ago on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and the season will run through the end of March. These are primarily ice fisheries, but on the opener, Williams Lake had not yet iced over. Hatch Lake had some ice, but not enough for safe fishing. As of late last week, anglers were still accessing Williams Lake with boats, but with the early arrival of cold temperatures and lots of snow, it won't be long before the ice fully sets up there. The ice at Hatch Lake is slowly getting better, but anglers should exercise caution as the snow we received is acting as an insulator from the cold air, slowing the acceleration of ice formation. 
Hatch Lake is stocked annually in the spring with rainbow trout fry. When we sampled it in late November, we saw some really nice-sized fish in the 17 to 20-inch range. The low water conditions experienced over the last two summers appears to have limited survival, so the trout are not terribly abundant. However, when you catch one, it's apt to be a dandy. Williams Lake is expected to fish well this winter despite being overrun with illegally introduced largemouth bass, which impact trout's fry survival. Fortunately, some larger rainbow trout, approximately a pound apiece, were available for stocking into Williams Lake this fall, so expect good fish in there. As always, when we talk about winter fishing, we have to include a safety warning. WDFW is not able to regularly monitor ice thickness, so when you're ice fishing, please use extreme caution. Remember that a minimum of four inches of clear, solid ice is recommended before venturing out on the lake. And you should check ice thickness periodically as you move out from shore by drilling or cutting test holes in the ice. Other tips on ice fishing safety and tactics are available on our website at wdfw.wa.gov. In the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, type ice fishing into the search box. Also, remember that in addition to winter-only fisheries, there are a number of lakes with year-round fishing seasons in our area which provide ice fishing opportunities such as Curlew and Waits Lakes and the Little Ponderay Chain. Boat and shore fishing for trout in Lake Roosevelt can also be great in the winter. In addition, the whitefish season is now open on the Kettle River. Check your fishing regulations for more information on that fishery, as there are some special rules regarding allowable gear. Cold weather has come early this year, but there's a ton of great wintertime angling opportunity in northeast Washington. So get out there and take advantage of it. Enjoy. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. We'll pick one question a week and answer it on the air. In the meantime, you can find a lot of answers to fish, wildlife, and habitat questions at wdfw.wa.gov. Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Question of the Week. Email your questions on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to communications at dfw.wa.gov. Or you can call 509-563-5495 and leave us your question. We'll answer one question every Wednesday. All right. I would rather have nice hot weather, but uh, a lot of people do like to get out there in the uh, do a little bit of ice fishing. It's getting uh, you know you know, be careful out there. Make sure it's still early, so make sure that ice is thick enough. All right, uh, this is uh, the time of the year. Breakfast with Santa coming up over in Kettle Falls. This will be Saturday morning. Uh, here's Cheryl Lip with details. Kettle Falls Rotary is having Breakfast with Santa Claus, December 10th. Breakfast starts at 8.30 at the Kettle Falls High School Commons. The breakfast will be a fruit with sausage and mini muffins. Of course, there'll be hot chocolate and cookies. Breakfast will start at 9. Breakfast will start at 8.30. Program will start at 9 with a children's sing-along. The Grinch will be visiting, and then Santa will be arriving. Have their cell phone ready to take their own pictures of Santa. Snap the shot of the child, and it should be over by about 10.15. We'll have a Frosty the Snowman parade. We have the actual Frosty with a corn, cob pipe, and a broom in his hand. 
and we have the children follow Santa around the commons in a parade. Upon completion normally of the parade, then Santa will make his arrival and be seated so that the kids can get in line to greet Santa and tell Santa Claus what they want and take a photo and go on to the next child. Tickets can be purchased at Harvest Foods, City Hall, Old Apple Warehouse, and be purchased at the door. All right. The uh, Saturday, 8.30, Kettle Falls High School, the Commons area. It's uh, the uh, Kettle Falls Rotary Club uh, putting on the event. Again, we'd like to remind you, it's that time of the year. You want to be really careful driving the state patrol with a few more tips for driving in the snow and the ice, the slush. You want to make sure and increase your following distance. Avoid unnecessary lane changes. Make sure your windows defrost fully before driving. Also a good idea to keep your tank at least half full. Drive with your headlights on to increase visibility. And if conditions get so bad you can't keep going, make every effort to move your vehicle off the road. Just a few tips there from the Washington State Patrol here with our winter weather. Sandra's Furniture is hosting the Colville Chamber of Commerce's Christmas Tree Extravaganza. Check out the eight different sponsored trees at Sandra's and buy a ticket for just a dollar for your chance to win a tree with all the gifts. While you're there, pick up an eggnog or peppermint latte at Big Al's Coffee Shop and browse the beautiful furniture and displays at Sandra's. The Christmas Tree Extravaganza at Sandra's Furniture opens seven days a week until Christmas. Well, it was a sharp reversal. China announcing a series of measures rolling back some of the most draconian anti-COVID restrictions. That uh, includes the limiting of scale of lockdowns to individual apartment floors and buildings rather than entire districts and neighborhoods. People who test positive will be able to isolate at home rather than having to go to an overcrowded, unsanitary field hospital. And in schools where there have been no outbreaks, they must return to in-class teaching. Well, this week we are talking with Joshua Phillip with the Epoch Times, talking about the politics in China and the relationship to the rest of the world. He has recently released a documentary um, called The Final War. Um, Probably best if you watch this in maybe two sittings. I I have watched this... uh, and uh, it has some good information in it. But, uh, here's some more of what Joshua has to say. So I did a documentary called The Final War, and it details the kind of unconventional war that the CCP has been launching against the United States. It goes into Russia a bit, more in terms of their no-limits agreement, and also how the CCP in its own language, if there were to be a war with China, 
they would first try to get the U.S. involved in four different wars. I think a lot of people missed the importance of this, and it's not their fault because a lot of the articles in the legacy news outlets severely misrepresented it. One of the most significant things that we've seen in probably a long time, two of the big things that are happening right now as we speak in China. One, you have large-scale protests, not just against lockdowns and against the COVID vaccine mandates and so on, but against the CCP itself, the Chinese Communist Party itself, are taking place right now in China. This is something we have not seen since the student protests in 1989, when the Chinese Communist Party put down the protest by massacring you know, unarmed students on the streets in the Tiananmen Square massacre. What we're witnessing right now is on par with that, but in multiple cities and multiple places all across the country, including Beijing, Wuhan, Shanghai, all the major cities, and a lot more. The other big thing that happened is right amidst all of this, Jiang Zemin died. I think outside of China, the significance of this was easily missed. And in fact, again, a lot of the legacy news outlets severely misrepresented it. Jiang Zemin was the former leader of the Chinese Communist Party. He was two leaders ago. There was Jiang Zemin, Hu Jintao, and now Xi Jinping. Jiang Zemin rose to power through the Tiananmen Square massacre. He was one of the guys who gave the orders to the Chinese military to fire on the students. Some of the reporting on this has been sickening. I saw a Wall Street Journal, and even which surprised me, had a story saying that, I can't remember the exact word, that he helped quell the protests. You know, apparently now massacring unarmed students is quelling the protest, which is the way they presented it. They also missed something else in most of the news articles, which is that Jiang Zemin was also the architect of the persecution of Falun Gong. Falun Gong is a peaceful Chinese like meditation practice. Think of it as like Chinese yoga, based in the moral principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. This kind of spread like wildfire throughout China. It was, it was a moral reawakening taking place in China in the late 90s. There were between 70 million and 100 million people practicing. And the CCP under Jiang Zemin, when he was still head of the CCP, declared it was a threat to the atheistic rule of the Communist Party. And even against the wishes of other top CCP leaders, decided to crush it. That launched a campaign not just of one of the worst human rights abuses, largest scale history's probably ever seen, but some of the worst crimes against humanity that we've ever seen, including, for example, live organ harvesting. The, the use of human beings is basically cattle for the use of organ transplants. And also re-education through labor, you know, slave labor, torture, the likes of which, again, are something like you'd see in medieval Europe, you know, raping women with electric batons, throwing women in prisons with all men where they get gang raped. Terrible, terrible crimes taking place in China, and most of the world's media were silent on it. Jiang Zemin and the architect of all of this just died. And Jiang Zemin was also in an interesting role within the CCP. Even though he was not in power technically, he ran what's called the Shanghai Gang. And this was the faction that was battling with Xi Jinping behind the scenes. I should emphasize neither of them are necessarily good. And you could argue that Jiang faction was even worse than the Xi faction. But that whole thing is over now. The big question now is where will Xi Jinping position himself? Will Xi Jinping end the legacy of Jiang Zemin? Will he end the persecutions taking place and the live organ harvesting? Will he try to cleanse China, so to speak, of that whole phenomenon? Or will he continue it? And he's in a position now where he has become essentially the sole major power of the Communist Party. He's in a position now that he's never had. But right now, China is at an impasse. China could very easily even get rid of the CCP at this stage. People are calling for that on the streets. Or will, we're all communists you know, shot in the jaw, and then that was his wake-up call to the evils of this system. It has never worked. It never will work. And I think we're seeing repeatedly that when it's attempted to make work, it results in some of the worst human atrocities ever witnessed. All right. A little bit uh, more about what's going on in China. Of course, uh, 
huge population and where China aligns itself uh, could affect the whole world dramatically. Uh, state officials here in Washington say uh, trapping of northern giant hornets didn't have any this year. Good thing. Uh, Department of Agriculture also says there were no confirmed sightings of hornets in British Columbia. Uh, there were more than 1,000 northern giant hornet traps set out over the summer. The northern giant hornet, the target of eradication efforts after the hornets were discovered in 2019. Uh, they were uh, also found in 2021. So uh, now the way it works is the hornets will not be considered eradicated until we have gone three years with no detections. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. The Montreal Canadiens, they snapped a two-game skid. They had a 4-2 win over the Seattle Kraken last night. We have college basketball on the radio tonight. Northern Kentucky is down in Pullman. A 6 o'clock tip-off, 5.30 pregame. We'll have the WSU Cougars taking on Northern Kentucky. That'll be tonight on KCVL. Oh, last night it was not a good night for the Kettle Falls Bulldogs. In boys' action, Tenasket picking up the win, 62-50. to Other boys' basketball last night, Newport defeating Chawila, 55-35. It was Curlew over Republic, 46-42. Girls play. Eh, Kettle Falls lost that one, too. Tenasket over Kettle Falls. 83-41 in girls play. It was Republic over Curlew. 45-32 last night in high school basketball. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by ABC Heating and Electric, 411 West 2nd in Colville. If you're looking for a little comfort in your life, call the expert, your carrier dealer at ABC Heating and Electric. Give them a call. 684-2018. Afternoon, probably 26 degrees here in the valley. There is a possibility of some light snow beginning late tonight. An overnight low around 16. Snow tomorrow, 31 for a high. More snow Thursday night, 19 overnight. Still a lingering chance of a little snow Friday, 31 for a high. More snow, could get a couple more inches Saturday, 33 for a high, 22 overnight, all the way to 35 for a high on Sunday. Down to 31 for the high Monday, 27 Thursday. Monday night, 
And back to that really cold weather, 9 degrees, the expected overnight low. Carrier dealers, the authorities at getting peak performance from your heating and cooling system. A little bit of wind here on this Wednesday. It uh, ran out of the north. It's cold wind. High pressure in the area. I'm Eric Carpenter. We really appreciate your joining us here on the radio. This is KCVL, KCRK.